Welcome to the Crosstower Morning Market Color Call. It's Wednesday, October 27th. I'm research analyst Martin Gaspar, and with me is our trader Ch Chad Steinglass and data scientist Catherine Webb. Chad, how are the markets looking this morning? Good morning, Martin. Uh, we're seeing a little bit of a uh, pullback this morning across uh, across a broad range of markets. Uh, you know, in the in the macro world, uh, as U.S. equities were trading right at all time highs, I uh, finally got a little bit of a pullback uh, yesterday in the in the afternoon. Uh, you know, after after strong runs on uh, on earnings after uh, Tesla earnings and the announcement that they would. Uh, you know, sell a uh, hundred thousand, uh, or their, that uh, Hertz would uh, order a hundred thousand Model Threes uh, for their rental car fleet. Um, really kicked off a uh, another big tech rally, uh, but uh, prices started to fall in the afternoon. Really, just kind of seeing a little bit of a pause, um, maybe an overdue pullback after uh, after you know a lot of investors are are lo we're looking at the equity market as potentially a little bit overextended in this in this recent rally. Um, seeing a lot of weakness out of China again. Uh, you know, China's Chinese markets had been um, had bounced off of the lows that they, uh, you know, that they had made in the in the late summer. Um, but seeing a lot of worry there and and renewed selling pressure in Chinese equities, that's probably not helping the case. Uh, and really spilling over into crypto as well. Uh, ever since the ETF launch, um, you know, last week, uh, we've seen markets come off of all time highs. Again, all of this is kind of fits into this, like, you know, things might have gotten a little extended and we need a little healthy pullback. Uh, and that's not necessarily cause for worry. However, last night we did breach uh, some some very uh, stable support levels and uh, 60,000 in Bitcoin and, and 4,000 in ETH um, drop below those levels right now. Uh, there's there's still some, you know, there's still plenty of buying pressure that's that's supporting it. Uh, but the sellers have been in control. Um, we're going to be watching really through the end of the month to see if we can maintain uh, support. Um, you know, looking at the sixty-three thousand level in in Bitcoin, which we're now you know well below, um, but still within striking distance for the end of the month. And looking to see if we can hold on to four thousand in ETH as well. Uh, you know, if if uh, as long as support holds, then I think the narrative of, uh, you know, the continued bull market is is fine. But uh, but we're teetering a little bit. So this is good. We're going to be watching this closely. Back to you. Hey, thanks, Chad. On the ETF front, Valkyrie filed with the SEC to offer a 1.25 times leverage Bitcoin futures ETF to U.S. investors. The SEC has 75 days to respond to the Valkyrie filing. And Bloomberg Intelligence uh, analyst Eric Balkunas tweeted that uh, the ETF would provide 1.25 times exposure to the Bitcoin reference rate and can hold futures, swaps, options, and forwards. Direxion also filed for a product that would enable speculators to buy contracts that short the price of Bitcoin uh, in a filing to the U.S. SEC, the company revealed the Direxion Bitcoin Strategy Bear ETF. It will not invest directly in Bitcoin, but will instead maintain manage short exposure position contracts issued by the CME. Direxion stated that the fund may invest in other BTC futures, money market funds, deposit accounts, or short-term debt instruments.
there's going to be more options for investors um, to see you know, what kind of Bitcoin exposure they want to get with these two filings. Also on the DeFi front, smart contract ecosystem NEAR protocol has earmarked $800 million for new funding initiatives aimed at growing its DeFi capabilities. This follows similar funding campaigns to boost DeFi on other blockchains such as Avalanche and Algorand. On the Twitter front, there's been a lot of eyes on, on DeFi this morning. One inch's governance token surged nearly 100% earlier today, but has since paired gains to 50%. And Aave's governance token also saw a pop of just over 30% earlier. And both did not have any major news, leaving traders wondering and tweeting about what is going on with these DeFi tokens. And also, as kind of Chad alluded to, I've been seeing some tweets that we're seeing a flushing out of leverage in crypto uh, with funding rates getting frothy again on some exchanges. So we'll see where crypto heads next. With that, I'll pass it now to Catherine for more market developments. Thank you, Martin. According to a Bloomberg article that cited two people familiar with the matter, a report expected this week from the US Treasury Department and other agencies will indicate that the SEC has significant authority to regulate stablecoins. The report will also ask Congress to detail how stablecoins should be regulated in the same way that banks are. FDIC Chair Janela McWillens said that the agency is focused on creating clear guidance on the insertion between crypto and the American banking world. Speaking at the Money 2020 conference in Las Vegas, she said, my objective is to provide clear guidance to the public on how our existing rules and policies apply to crypto assets, what type of activities are permissible for banks to engage in, and what supervisory expectations we have for banks that do, not, that do engage in such activities. Uh, they plan to issue a series of policy statements in the current months, and she also spoke about stablecoins, saying that in order to realise the pot potential benefits of stablecoins, um, while accounting for the potential risks, stablecoins should be subject to well-tailored government oversights. Moving on to some funding news, Skybridge Capital is privately offering its investors the option to invest in Kraken. An excerpt from an email to its investors reads, Skybridge is purchasing preferred stock from early investors on behalf of its funds and clients in one of our largest private market investments to date. Coinlist has raised 100 million in Series A funding, bringing its valuation to 1.5 billion. This round was co-led by Accomplice and Arman. The funds will be used to, scan the to scale their services and operations and to, better, to offer better support and to launch new products. Um, Australian Bitcoin mining company Iris Energy has filed, filed for an initial public offering with the US SEC to raise up to 100 million. It intends to list its ordinary shares on the NASDAQ under the ticker IREN, and the shares are expected to start trading later this year. MasterCard and BAC have announced a partnership that will allow customers based in the US to buy, sell, and hold digital assets through custodial wallets. MasterCard will integrate crypto into its loyalty solutions, enabling its partners to offer cryptocurrency as rewards and create fungibility between loyalty points and other digital assets. This means that customers can, can earn and spend their rewards in cryptocurrency instead of the traditional loyalty points and seamlessly convert their crypto holdings to pay for purchases. And finally, an initial litigation offering is looking 
um, is looking to fund a case against the California County by offering a tokenized stake in any resulting recovery. The law firm Roach Friedman LLP and investment platform Republica are behind the new initiative. And they said that it will help the public access to litigation finance. And that's everything I have for you. Have a wonderful day. I'll pass you back to Martin. Thank you, Catherine. So the news from us this morning, thanks for listeners for tuning in and please check out crosstower.com for more of this market updates. Thank you.